0: This is Todd Michael Hall from Ride 5 and you are listening to Sonic
1: Thank you so much for your time today, Todd. I'm really enjoying the CD. Congratulations. Oh,
0: thank you very much. and I really appreciate uh, you doing the interview today. Uh, I appreciate you helping
1: spread the word. My pleasure. You know, with uh, most songwriters, by the time they get in their 20s, they've written all the good songs. Um, You're actually getting better. Um, What's your secret? You know, I, I, I... for me to, uh,
0: to have music that sings to me, you know, and uh, so I, I work in different ways because sometimes I work with people that write the music and sometimes I write it all myself. Usually when I write it myself, it comes out a little more singer-songwriter because I mostly play an acoustic guitar or, or plunk around the piano, um, and that's why um, working with Kurt on this new album was, you know, something I wanted to do, and, I, uh, and Joe uh, from the record label hooked us up uh, together to work on it. And, you know, with, with Kurt, I don't know, it was just a very, every now and then you have those magical situations, and this was just one of them. Um, I remember the first uh, Riot 5 album I did, Unleashed the Fire, felt really magical like that to me too. Um, and this situation with Kurt was just absolutely magical. I mean, he just, he, he sent me a bunch of music, and, and we wrote uh, all,
1: all the songs you're hearing, we wrote over the course of like three, four weeks. It was just amazing how... Huh? How productive it was. Although it helped that it was, uh, my business was shut down and I was home, you know, full time. So, <laughs> that kind of helped. No, I, th- I think it's a tremendous uh, collaboration. And, you know, uh, he's most famously known for Metal Church. When you're writing with him how, and collaborating, how did you avoid sounding like Metal Church? Because you don't sound at all like Metal Church. Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, Kurt has uh, his. I think like like anyone, I, artists we are influenced by tons of people, and mm-hmm. so um, you know you, you listen to all sorts of stuff and you're influenced by it. But I think what, what you find is when you have a band, um, you, in order to be successful, you, you've got to be a little more laser focused, or else you confuse people. You know, you don't know want one song sound like new wave, the next one sounding like techno, and the next one sounding like rap or whatever. Right. I mean, some people when they're huge can get away with it, but when you're more make yourself and make your position you have to be a little more focused and i think um i think kurt has a lot of motivations in other areas it's just that when you're in a band like metal church or even me and riot five for that matter you kind of get yourself in a little bit of a box so to speak and you can only play so much uh with without people being like what's this you know right. um but the, the, one of the things when kurt and i first spoke, I mean, what I was telling Joe I wanted to do was something that I call it old school rock, or I guess you could call it classic rock theme, um, and and I remember the first conversations I had with Kurt, we had a, a Zoom session over, because he was in California and I was in Michigan, and, and we just really bonded over that, we really did, he's like, oh yeah, man, I love that stuff, you know, when I pick up my guitar, that's the kind of stuff that comes out of me, wow. and so... Um, so I think the original vision just was inspired by that music that he and I both kind of grew up with and loved and so that's why it ended up com- coming out sounding not like Metal Church and, and you know he's in a different spot now so like he can still write for Metal Church but obviously many years later he's, he's uh, in a different spot too so I think when he was younger probably Metal Church is what came out more naturally if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, I get it. You know, you talked about the, the collaboration was magical. Was there a song where the lyrics were not coming from you, but through you, almost as a gift?
0: would send me a demo that sounds pretty, pretty well produced, and I would just walk around singing, you know, I would walk around just listening to it, and, and the music, it literally it sings to me all of a sudden, melodies just start popping in my head, um, and stuff like that, so I mean, I, I think quite a few of the songs like that were, were like that, uh, you know, like, the, I think Love Rain Down is a really good
1: example, right. I think the, the riff and everything is so engaging and so cool that, that the melody just started
0: flowing out. And, the, and when I hit that chorus, that that phrase, but a lot of times that's what happens for me is the chorus. There's a phrase that'll just kind of pop in my head, and and then that kind of becomes what I call the like the anchor for the song. And I sit and try to craft
1: the lyrical concept. What's funny is every now and then a lyrical pop in your head, and you're like, well, what's that about? And then you got to come up with something <laughs> to make it about, you know? True. Sure, sure. um, no, I think, um, you know, my favorite song on the CD was uh, Running After You because of the lofty melody. And the lyrics were so positive and inspiring. What could you tell me about yeah. the creation of that or the meaning behind the, that song? Believe it or not, that is the first song that I wrote together
0: with Kurt. Wow. And he sent that to me. And I know there was something about that when I got to that chorus music. just hit me and I remember for sure that you know it reminded me a lot of my brother John okay. um who had passed away oh, back sorry. in March because in a lot of ways being the younger brother I was always kinda of running after him and chasing after him and, and uh so yeah. So it's kinda of, it's kinda of got it's kinda of got that perspective where it could really could be more of a friendship rather than necessarily uh you know just a love a love relationship between uh you know
1: people. Yeah, am sorry to hear about that. My condolences yeah. You know. Um, with that said, I was my next question: Was there any song in particular that was uh, very important to you, or had a meaning above the other ones? Maybe it was that one.
0: I mean, it, it really is. You know, I mean, I tried to make. You know, uh, my theory on an album is I don't like albums to get too long. I'd rather leave people wanting more than, mm-hmm. than have too much. Um, but you know, at the outset. You know, the thing is, I really didn't say, well, I'm going to write a song about my brother, but it turns out I, I ended up writing two about him, although there was one we never finished recording yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, I don't know, I, I had a feeling that I wanted to have a Christian song on the album, too, um, and we did end up having one. It's not like a, I don't think it's so much of a throw-it-in-your-face type of Christian song, but I did end up having one as a bonus track. So, uh, but no, I, I, you know what, I think initially... What happened is I shared like 27 or 20, 25 songs with Kurt and said, look, this is a bunch of stuff I've written. Should we just take this and turn it into like more of a hard rock vibe, you yep. know, an old school rock vibe? And and Kurt listened to them all and, and he was like, you know, you got some good stuff there, but I'll tell you what. And the way Kurt's process works is he likes to just get himself in the mood and then like he just becomes all consumed and he'll just have this incredible productive period for a few weeks, right? Yep just gonna, and I never experienced that with someone really, not in that same way before. And he's like, "Yeah, so um, he's like, I'm gonna get in that mood." And so what he did is he just, wrote, and, and he produced like 18 songs from. He wrote 18 songs in 21 days. I mean, it was stupidly amazing. Um, and and what happened is we ended up having such good songs out of that batch that we never did go back to the to the ones that were my original ideas. Okay. You know, I guess we'll maybe one of these days, whatever. You know, we. you hear here are like just brand new concepts that were spur of the moment. So, so yeah, so there wasn't anything, I, like I didn't bring anything to it that I felt like I had to write. I really just let all the songs sing to me. But obviously, you know, my brother passing away a few weeks earlier, it was hard not to think about him, you know, yeah, and, and, you know, stuff like that. And, and just, I mean, all the songs really, um, I, I don't know, it was it was more of a spur of the moment uh, consciousness, if you will. That's how I see the, the
1: songs. Yeah, you, you talked a little bit about, you know, you, went for, you do a lot of walking, and you listen to this music while you're walking, um, and your brother's passing. When you're writing these lyrics, um, you're writing sometimes different ways and different purposes based upon your frame of mind. Do you find yourself creating something adequate one day and then suddenly creating something very special the next?
0: a feeling that I wanted to have, and that overall was that I just, what I was thinking back to is when I was younger, and rock music was all over the radio, and there was just this real positive energy and vibe about music in general, and so I think for me that was, and that was something that Kurt and I discussed, at this stage, I want to have more of a positive message, I certainly, it's not that I never complain about things, and not that I ever have a negative moment, um, but I do wanted something just really positive in the music and i think then lyrically speaking um i think you you do do that like you'll you'll start to write something and you'll be like well what does that mean and like we had one song actually it was called like the, the song like no other um I, I originally had that chorus and that concept going for the song and we changed the arrangement ever so slightly too um one of our original songs and he was like oh I don't know I think maybe you should make it more like this and I wrote a whole other set of lyrics for it and then we ended up doing a 180 and coming right back to what, what I had what I had written so yeah so sometimes you do have that I don't necessarily have a lot of that where there's wholesale changes but sometimes you do because you know as you, as you develop it further you start to wonder well is this really going where I want it to go that sort
1: of thing yeah no I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the 80s and that's when I grew up and I do like music that has a positive message, and that's fun. I think there's enough gloom and doom out there in the world where I, it's not something that I enjoy listening to. And this was a very positive and uplifting and melodic CD. So I think you really truly, truly nailed that vibe, and kudos to you for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And you, you know, you're in a number of bands. Um, you've played in a number of bands. You're in Riot now. Tell me about the importance of finding your own voice as a solo artist. example, in
0: Riot, you know, Riot 5 officially with the Roman numeral V, but most right. people just call it Riot. Um, you know, Mike and Donnie are the, the big kind of musical writers there. Um, I do end up, like on the first two albums, I wrote lyrics for like three quarters of the songs. That's because Mike doesn't tend to write lyrics and, and Donnie a lot of times, you know, will just send me the music and I'll write it. The challenge that you have there, I mean, it's, it, I think you can have great things happen, but there can be challenges there too, because you're thinking one thing and they're thinking another. And so I think what's interesting about doing solo material is, and not like I'm some control freak, but just the vision and what you want to do is, mm-hmm. is, you know, all from you. I mean, I think the other thing for me, too, is I think what I've done with my solo music is I've just said, you know what, I'm going to explore other facets of thought. Because I had... I had people like, like, well, why aren't you putting out a heavy metal album? It's like, my God, you know, I was in Reverence, I was in Burning Star, you know, I, I've, I'm in Riot now. Like, why would I produce a solo album that sounds like Riot? It just doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, and, and other people can have their own perspectives, but for me, that's not what I was I was looking to do. I, I wanted to have music that, that I felt, you know, was just in a little, in a different space and gives people
1: another side of me, and that's really, um, you know, what, what I was for. Oh, that's great. You know, uh, you were on The Voice. Um, I have to wonder, did you get a lot of calls for auditions for um, rock bands and metal bands and after that? You, you, know, it, you know, it's interesting, and, and part of me thought, well, yeah, maybe I would, because just being in, in riot and very and starting and being on facebook and being engaging chris when people reach out to me i respond um i have had a lot of invites from bands but they're, they're not big bands you know they're just little bands they're, hey would you do a guest
0: vocal would you do this and i've done a little bit of that here and there but surprisingly enough yeah nobody like yeah i didn't get a call from quiet riot or anybody <laughs> asking me to be their new vocalist i i don't i don't know if i was uh, supposed to uh I really haven't, so, uh, um, you know, I, I guess I haven't necessarily been inviting it, and maybe I look busy enough that they don't think about it, or maybe they didn't like me, I don't know, <laughs> but, my, but bottom line is, no, I have not been reached out to by, by anyone.
1: So you, have, you have a tremendous voice, so you, you should have been. Now, I wasn't thinking so much Quiet Riot as more like the queens, you know, out there that yeah, listening yeah. to somebody like that, so yeah, that's fantastic. Well, certainly.
0: Uh, it would be very intriguing. I think I'm in a somewhat challenging situation where I have a full-time job running a manufacturing company, and so uh, if, if someone were to approach me, like let's say like just throw out Skid Row, which I, I don't I, I don't even know for sure that that would fit my voice very well, but like say someone like Skid Row who wants to be out on the road six months a year or whatever, have you, approached me, I, I don't know that I could do that because I don't think financially it's going to be like, I'm not going to be making millions of dollars and like my job is a permanent thing that, that stays with me year after year whereas music is kind of fickle you know yeah. so if somebody if somebody comes to me and says oh Todd we'll give you you know a hundred thousand dollars to come tour with us for six months well then okay you know what if I quit my job what then after that you know what I mean so I, I think for me there's always that balance of trying to you know pursue uh, the, the challenge I have is what's the next level for me like right now I'm at a level where if I if I'm a tour for eight months out of the year
1: or eight weeks out of the year I can kind of get away with that yeah. but the, to, to, to step it up a level higher than that becomes where that's the you have to start saying, well does this make sense for me I, I think that's a great but, approach in this day and age You know, it's just, I speak with a lot of people um, who are in like 20 different bands and 20 different project bands and touring you know all over bits and pieces but it's, it's good to be grounded and I think that's important and I, I think that's a smart approach and you can do what you want when you want how you want and you pick and choose so that, that's fantastic yeah I two on his new album Um, and that was last summer when they invited me and I just was like I was feeling really frazzled and and stuff and I just said no and and I appreciated
0: the previous album I I thought the song came out well and it's just tough because there's one side of me that says, look man you should take advantage of every opportunity you can just to be out there because you love to do this but at the same time sometimes you get spread too thin and uh, at this point like I I don't know I'm really enjoying my relationship with Kurt I think both Kurt and I would love to get the opportunity to present these songs live if, cool. if there's enough interest and we could do that. Um, you know, So right now, between that and Riot, I, I would say that there's not a whole, whole lot more. I, I certainly couldn't be in another band, especially a bigger band that wants to tour, as well as be in Riot and stuff like that. It's just not, you know, that's not going to all happen.
1: No, that's fair. I get um, it. Did you give us an update on Riot, whether it's touring, whether it's a CD, or whatever you guys have yeah. been working on?
0: Yeah, I sure can. I was going to say, before I get off that topic the one thing I would say is for me what's really important is that any band I'm in I want them to be like kind of current too you know yeah. what I mean? like that's the beauty of Riot Riot has this huge great back catalog and I've been I feel like I, this might sound ridiculous I don't I feel like I was meant to be in the band because my voice just feels so in the pocket on most all the songs I mean there's a couple that bother me um and I avoid them, but uh, but for the most part, I love the guys' brand stuff, and I can sing that really well, and and the the uh, the, t- uh, Tony, uh, the Tony the uh, Tony Moore stuff, and, and so I mean I feel comfortable with that. So uh, and that would be the thing for me. Like I wouldn't really want to be in a band that was really just out schlepping the old stuff. And I don't necessarily mean that to sound negative, because I understand why they do it. Um, but that, that you know I mean I want to create. Yeah, and okay. So So um, so when we when we played in South America were singing take me back lyrics that I wrote back to me and it's not even their native language that to me really warms my heart and that's like the reason to do it because I'm not getting rich
1: doing it that's for sure no, I, get um, it. I get it that's, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the, the, la- the latest with Riot right now is we're working on a new album I think You know, the the whole COVID thing got people a little discouraged, and and maybe, you know, it it depended on the perspective you had. Some people really plowed in and wanted to finish stuff, Uh, but I think with the Riot Boys, it was more
0: like, eh, maybe we'll put the brakes on a little bit and slow it down, because we really don't want to come on an album that we can't go tour and and support. Um, So right now, uh, I am, I actually, we've written a bunch of the songs there's about 14 or 15 songs that are written in, in demo form and right now I'm just waiting for some, some music to put some final vocals on it. I've, I've only got music kind of for one of the one of the songs so far so I, I think I'm supposed to be receiving some soon um, so hopefully I'll be getting that uh, recorded
1: here in the next few months and then we'll have a 2022 release to be my guess that's fantastic thank you and I, I want to thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed the CD, and I'm looking forward to hoping you guys, you and Kurt, do go out. That would be fantastic. And your next steps with Riot. So I wish you the best.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much, Robert. Yeah, it'd be very nice. Uh, it'd be nice to get a chance to play out, and I apologize if my answers are way too long.
1: No, no, no. It's great. The listeners love that. So thank you. And I, I, it was a fascinating interview. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you, Robert. Have a good day. Bye bye.